Wally, I'm a kid uh, at heart. I'm 43 years old right now, but I still feel like I'm in my 20s. But, you know, a fire was lit in me at a young age. When I was 11 years old, um, I come from a broken family. Nobody, I, I don't remember my parents being together. And so I used to do the every other weekend thing with my parents. And at one point, I decided to move in with my dad, which broke my mom's heart, and his new wife. And I lived there for three years from age eight, eight to 11 and dealt with some of the, the most abusive psychological and mental uh, situations that no kid should ever have to go through. When I was 11, I decided that I had enough. I had to get out of there. And my dad, who was my hero, had a masonry company, and he did well for himself and always had $100 uh, a lot of hundred dollar bills in his pocket. And so when I, he found out through court papers that I wanted to move back with my mom and leave, um, you know, I came home from school one day and he said, Hey, get in your room. And you know, I was scared to death at that moment. Welcome to men of abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What is going on all of the amazing abundant leaders out there? I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the pay it forward community, proving to you that you can in fact live a life of abundance in family, faith, finances, and fitness on your way to having more. And let me define what having more is to me. It's not necessarily having more money. It's more about having more quality relationships. Having more resources is important. There's no doubt about it. But you know, I hear this all the time, and I'm just going to riff a little bit here real quick. I hear people say that they want to be a millionaire, want to be a billionaire, whatever. And it all boils down to one key point. Most people want that dollar figure because with that dollar figure they see freedom they see the ability to do what they want to do when they want to do and who they want to do it with but here's something I want to share with you today you absolutely do not need to be earning a million dollars even have a million dollars to live that lifestyle I'm living proof I'm not a millionaire I'm on the lower end of six figures but Even before I was into six figures, in fact, I gave up six figures to move from Hawaii to Florida so that I could fully retire and be fully free financially and freedom free so that I could do what I want to do when I want to do it and with whom I want to do it with. Now, I admittedly am not flying gold-plated planes across the world and staying in the finest hotels, but I assure you, (laughs) I'm living a very blessed life. And I'm living life on my own terms. And that, quite frankly, is what most people want. In fact, if you look at the people who are earning multi-million dollars, many of them, quite frankly, do not have the lifestyle that you want. There's a perception of the lifestyle. They have that perception. But they are working their butts off. And they work their butts off to get to where they're at. They put in the work to get to where they're at. I put in the work to get to where I'm at. Many people, quite frankly, are not willing to put in the work to live, to to enjoy that lifestyle, to deserve this lifestyle. They're just simply not. I know this because I mentor and coach people all the time. Many business owners, many people in general, really just want to complain and dream about the lifestyle that they want and that so-and-so, this, that, or the other is not allowing them to get to that point is not giving them a break. You want a break? Start educating yourself. Listen to this podcast more. Listen to other podcasts more. Listen to our feature guest podcast more. I'm going to bring that up in just a minute. You have to get educated. You have to educate yourself and get around the people who are truly living the lifestyle that you want. Don't look for the dollar figure. Don't look for the people that say they're making $1.8 million, and most of that is usually in revenue, they're probably not making nearly as much profits. I know this because of all the business owners that I talk to are in the, you know, $800,000, $2 million revenue figure. Their profit margins are very low. They're not bringing home that much money. So when people, I say this all the time, revenue feeds your ego, profits feed your family. 
but get around real people and that aren't constantly boasting about how much money they have, but really look at their lifestyle, not their Instagram lifestyle, not their Facebook lifestyle, not their TikTok lifestyle, whatever that is that they're portraying online. Look at the real people that are truly living a great life. And by the way, you can take this for what it's worth. There's a lot of people out there that appear to be living a great lifestyle, but they are way over leveraged. Trust me, guys, I've been there. I've been in over $30,000 credit card debt alone twice. I did it twice and we got out of it the old fashioned way. We paid it off. It took a long time. It destroyed our credit. But now we have great credit and we have cars paid for and we have the time and the money to do the things that we want to do. But hang around real people and learn what they're doing. Learn what they're doing. Then do what they do if it suits you. All right, so I'll get off my soapbox here, but I just wanted to bring that up to you guys because I see so much going on in the world that just needs some perspective. And that's my perspective for the day. As usual, I want to give you the opportunity to be abundant in your actions today by paying it forward. Share Men of Abundance. Subscribe to the Men of Abundance podcast. Go check out the Men of Abundance YouTube channel. Go check out Men of Abundance on Facebook, Instagram. There's even a Men of Abundance TikTok channel. So you have no excuse. Wherever you hang out, Men of Abundance is there for you. So check it out. Subscribe, like, comment, and share. All of the above. One more thing. Go over to iTunes and make sure you're subscribed there. But leave a rating and review. I greatly appreciate it. Also, leave a rating and review specifically if you're on YouTube. Make some comments. That helps out the search engines. It pushes it up. Not just likes. Likes are good. But when you like and you make an an actual comment and share what your thoughts are and what you're getting out of that conversation, then it just helps out so many other people because they're going to come there, they're going to see that, and it pushes it up in the search engines so that others can find these amazing conversations. I greatly appreciate it. And those that find Men of Abundance will greatly appreciate it too. And they probably don't even know who you are. So our featured guest today is a motivator, podcast host, dynamic public speaker, and a fierce friend and coach. At his core, he is a grinder. Just a guy who had a fire lit in his belly at a very early age. That fire has led him to inspire others to see the greatness inside of themselves using past life events to fuel their fire. Mike is a manager at Nations Lending, a residential mortgage company. He and his three best friends have built one of the most profitable divisions within Nations Lending from the ground up. His passion is truly helping others. Whether it's with his employees, partners, real estate agents, or anyone else looking to better themselves in business, personal life, or the mental game, he is always up for the challenge. He has spoken in front of thousands of real estate agents, showing them how to grow their business. He dives deep into his past during these talks to show how you can feed off good and bad experiences. And he has a book and podcast under the same title, What Are You Made Of? Excellent podcast. I highly recommend it. He lives in Ocean City, Maryland with his wife, Jennifer, and their two children, Nicholas and Sophia. Men of Abundance, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Mike C-Rock Sirocco. C-Rock, welcome to Men of Abundance, brother. How are you doing? Good, Wally. Great to be here, man. I'm fired up. Looking forward to this uh, all weekend. Absolutely, man. Where are you out in the world? Uh, I live in Ocean City, Maryland. Ocean City, Maryland. I have not been to that part of the world yet. Yeah, it's uh, nice. I grew up as a kid coming to the beach, and we live right on the ocean, and I always wanted to live here. And so I committed to it and made it happen at some point. So about five years ago, we built a house here. And I um, wanted to raise my kids here, and it's it became a dream come true. Isn't that so. beautiful? That's what it's all about, C-Rock. You know, right there is living your life on purpose and where you want to live. How many people do you talk to on a regular basis? It's like, I'm down here and, you know, wherever, and it's snowing or it's hot or this, that, and the other. And I'm like, they're complaining about it every year. Then why the hell don't you do something about that? Do something, yeah. Do something about it. Look, <laughs> successful people don't complain. Hello. And that's what I always runs through my head. So if I, you know, I'm human, sometimes I'll start complaining about mm. something and I'm like, whoa, stop. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know. Absolutely. 100%, man. Hey, be, you know, before we get too much into our conversation here, I do like to start out with an attitude of gratitude. But today, it's been a little while since I've done this for these amazing people that I happen to know, Karen and Tom Schwab, over there at Interview Valet, man. I got to give them a little bit of love this, mo- this morning because, or this afternoon for me. Um, what's been your experience in working with them? Because I've just, I just can't say enough about them. No, Interview Valet has been fantastic to work with. Um, it's the first service that I ever used, and I was referred to them by a friend of mine, Pete Vargas. I don't know if you know Pete. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, no, they was very organized. My assistant and I were were amazed and been phenomenal. So yeah, if there's one thing they have down for sure, it's organization. Then they have an amazing team over there, uh, every single one of them. So I've I've gone through the pretty much the whole iteration of you know them kind of really getting started and i've been doing this for about four years and they've been feeding me just amazing people to talk to for most of that so it's it's been a great time so thanks for that i'll make sure i give them a shout out yeah so brother i'd like to again really start out with an attitude of gratitude man what do you have to be grateful for today you already mentioned some of it well yeah first and foremost my health obviously because you can't do anything without your health but you know, Wally, I've had a great run over the last year or so with my team in the mortgage company that I run, Nations Lending. Um, I have I get to work every day with with my best friends I grew up with and my little brother, and they've bought into a you know a culture that I've laid down the groundwork for, and we are thriving right now. And I'm seeing lives change, and I'm just so thankful that my team bought into what I was putting down, and we're seeing the results now. And that's you know, obviously, the you know, thankful for my family and, and my relationship with God, which is an everyday thing. But particularly today, I want to talk about that, my team, and how they bought in and, and the results that they're seeing. And the lives are changing. Yeah, that's great to pay it back to your team, uh, because quite frankly, a lot of us we just couldn't, do, we just can't do what we do alone. Um, you got to give that recognition, that due recognition. So you do some things quite different. Uh, you speak quite a bit to agents and, and to the real estate community. We're going to get into some of that here in just a minute because we spoke about some of that before we got on here in your bio. But here on Men of Abundance, we really like to get to know the man behind the abundance. So if you would, how would you introduce – how would you describe yourself? Wally, I'm a kid uh, at heart. I'm 43 years old right now, but I still feel like I'm in my 20s. But, you know – a fire was lit in me at a young age. When I was 11 years old, um, I come from a broken family. Nobody, I, I don't remember my parents being together. And so I used to do the every other weekend thing with my parents. And at one point, I decided to move in with my dad, which broke my mom's heart, and his new wife. And I lived there for three years from age eight, eight to 11 and dealt with some of the, the most abusive psychological and mental uh, situations that no kid should ever have to go through. When I was 11, I decided that I had enough. I had to get out of there. And my dad, who was my hero, had a masonry company, and he did well for himself and always had a hundred dollar, uh, a wad of hundred dollar bills in his pocket. And so when I, he found out through court papers that I wanted to move back with my mom and leave, um, you know, I came home from school one day and he said, "Hey, get in your room." And you know, I was scared to death at that moment. And as an 11-year-old kid, I'm shaking and thinking about what's going to happen next, thinking that something I did or something was my fault. And he comes in and says, hey, you want to live with your mom? Are you sure you want to do that? Because they don't really have it that well off. You know, They don't have the trips that we go on and the, 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 the going out to eat and all the stuff that we have here. And I sat there and I remember my mom telling me, hey, you need to stick to your guns. They're going to try to sell you out of moving back with me. If you want to be happy, you got to pick what you want to do to be happy. And I stuck to my guns and I said, yeah, I, d- I do want to move. So he takes the wad of $100 bills I always looked up to him for because uh, that, you know, that, that got us things. That money got us things. It wasn't about greed or money hungry or anything like that. It was just that I saw that what we got with money. And my dad preached about it all the time. And so he pulled that wad of $100 bills out and uh, peeled one off and crumpled it up and threw it at me and said, here, if you, that's the case, you're going to need this when you're living on the streets with your mother one day. Hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I tell this story because this is the time in my life where a fire was lit that could not be put out. At that moment, I was destroyed while, you know, my, my hero had given up on me. Uh, but I'm stubborn to a fault. And I did at that moment also think two other things. One, you're not going to be right. I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to be a better husband, father, businessman, person than you. And I'll show you. 
And number two, the other thing that went through my head is I can't be the only one this has happened to. Like there's this, this is not like a, other people have been given up on and they made it. I'm going to make it and I'm going to help other people that have gone through the same thing. And I didn't know how at that time, Wally, I, didn't, I had no idea as an 11 year old kid. I'm like, dude, I'm, I got to figure something out to be able to help somebody. But for right now, what I want to do is I'm going to provide an example for others. So everything I did, whether it was school, sports or anything, I went hard. You know, I played, I played baseball, football, wrestling. I did, I did everything I could possibly get into and tried to go hard and hustle all the time because I wanted to show people that despite my circumstances that I'm accomplishing things. Now, I didn't realize I, – I, I had an awareness moment about a year, maybe two years ago at somewhere around 40 years old. And I didn't really know that fire was – what that was all about. It's, it's a weird thing that I was acting upon it, but I wasn't aware. So what that was doing it was limiting – my capabilities and my impact. So at two years ago, I decided that I need to reach not just being known globally for my, my mortgage company, but I need to start trying to be known globally for what my movement is. And I created the What Are You Made Of movement and podcast to go along with that to encourage people to share their stories, no matter how good or bad they are from their past, and use those things to ride upon, to break through barriers. And if things are going great, to push yourself to the next level. And I just wanted to get get out and encourage people to do that. And I locally, it's not good enough. So I thought to myself, you know, I have potential to reach millions of people throughout the world, and I'm going to do that. So I set my mind on that about two years ago, and it's been a wild ride since. Yeah, no kidding. Wow. Yeah, I read some of that uh, story about you know you and your dad. I was thinking to myself, hindsight being 2020, of course, and making a little bit of light of it. I'd have been like, <clears throat> Dad. <laughs> I need more than that hundred. I need more than that bill. How about you reach back in there? <laughs> Hook a brother up, man. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you know, I, um, I've never, I've never been one to, uh, to, to feel like I'd rely on someone. Yeah. I want people to rely on me, and that keeps me driving. Um, so it's just something that's always that that I've always been like. But no, that's a very good point. That's very interesting that you say that because that's something that I grew up with. Um, you know, my dad was just an, you know, he was a good man. He wouldn't. He wasn't violent. He got into. I, there was one altercation. I remember him and my mom got into that. I got in the middle of. Um, but that was once my entire life. But he was kind to a fault, and he took a lot of handouts. So it was hard for him to. I believe, thinking as the man that I am today, to excel when you're receiving so many handouts there was always somebody there that was going to help my dad and he was always down he was always and, out of work you know and he's never going to be able to show you how to right. rely on yourself and be dependable correct yeah. yeah yeah absolutely i think my first real father figure if you will was my high school football coach he was the one that would pull me aside you know he, my dad wanted to be my friend you know which was cool when i was a kid and all my friends thought man your dad's the coolest dad in the world but now looking back on it i'm like not so much you know not as a dad yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm constantly yeah. reminded of that. I have two kids and my son's 13 and a half. And I'm constantly reminding him and myself that, look, hey, man, I'm not your friend. You know, I love you to death. I'll do anything for you. I'll never give up on you. But I'm going to make sure that you're on a straight line. You're going to be the most dependable person people know. Mm-hmm. And that it's going to make you successful. And, you know, it's so easy in parenting is it's so easy to just to lay back and not hold your kids accountable. It's the easy way out and what most parents, you know, take to. But, uh, yeah, that's a great point, Wally. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Well, you just reminded me of it. So, you know, what are you doing now? I mean, you're, you're. I know what you're doing professionally. How are you paying it forward, and what difference is that making in other people's lives that you're seeing? Well, when I started telling my story, first of all, people don't share their story, Wally, because a couple of reasons: they're embarrassed by it. You know, they think you know, worried about what people would think. They don't think that people care. They think it's just ordinary, and the most important one is they un- underestimate the, uh, the the potential to inspire millions of people with their story mm-hmm. and or an event that happened to them in their life. So I want to get people to get that out. And so, so what I did was, I again, I lead by example, role model. I started telling my story and then sharing people what I've been through, and not just the, the one story I just shared. That's my, the, my fire story, right? But mm-hmm. I have numerous things that have happened. Everybody does. And I started sharing that, and what happened is people started opening up, and then they, they've been giving me feedback of what it's done for them to be able to open up 
and share. And what happens, Wally, it's not just about therapeutic and feeling better, but it's also when you can do that and you're able to communicate your story and past and things that you've learned from it, you connect with people. Mm-hmm. And when you connect with people, you can help more people, which obviously helps your business. And so that's, you know, the, the, the end game is to help people. And when, like I said, you, you know, you got to take care of your family, right? And, and run, you're running a business. The way you take care of your family is if your business is thriving. I'd rather have my business thriving, connecting with people and helping people rather than just uh, selling some product or just kind of uh, going out throughout your day and, you know, regular old uh, ho-hum. You know what I mean? (laughs) I literally just had this conversation this morning. Uh, I called a guy who is soon to be my client. Well, he's actually officially my client as of this morning. But he had expressed to me that he was having some issues, some personal issues. Uh, wife getting ready, you know, just filed for divorce, want to take him to court today, you know, wants to go see the lawyer today. He's been diagnosed with a illness that's pretty serious. And I hadn't heard from him in a couple of days. So I made a point to call him this morning because that's very near and dear to my heart. It's very close to me personally. And as I explained to him, business is personal. It's very yeah. personal. And anybody who says it's not personal, I don't want to do business with. Because uh, they're just out for a buck and just kind of going through the motions. But you know, you mentioned that you have other, um, you know, other hard times that fell upon you. I refer to them as kick in the gut moments. Share with us another kick in the gut moment and really make us feel that. Okay, so we worked at another mortgage company, and it was kind of uh, one of my partner's uncle-in-laws that ran the company. So we felt like we were, you know, solidified in in our position there. But we worked hard. We built our company. And we grew it from just me and my partner to 20 some employees seven six or seven uh, mortgage branches uh and we tried to do everything the right way and come to find out we started seeing the culture slide from the the ownership level now i take full responsibility for this wally everything i'm about to tell you is all my fault okay but it came to be find out that the owner was skimming money and stealing from us and over a period of time and the culture the, the information on that I had no idea about and people in my organization started to find out about it before I did. And it was dripping down from other executives. And so people were coming to me saying this stuff and I'm like, there's no way. There's no way that would happen. And so one by one, the basically our company crumbled. And we went from a really great company producing to the culture just falling apart. And then one by one, when decisions were made by individuals, they would decide for themselves rather than the group. And it crumbled. And so when I did find out the truth of what happened, um, I felt like I had the weight of the world on my shoulders. I had 22 employees and their families on my shoulders at that moment looking at me like, now what? Because we couldn't stay at a company where somebody was you know, not operating um, ethically, morally, and doing the right thing. So we decided to move at that moment. And when we decided to move at that moment, we lost probably a million dollars. And then I had to also look forward for our company and our group to figure out what we were going to do and where we were going to rebound to. And so that moment, um, there was a moment in my kitchen with my wife when all that happened, probably a few weeks where I was like losing weight. I was stressed out after it all. And then I just finally just had broken down in my kitchen and, and didn't know like, you know, I'm sure people have a lot worse than me. Don't get me wrong. And I'm not saying it's the worst thing that could ever happen to you. But at that moment, it felt like the world was just falling apart. And so we had to figure out from our income just stopping all of a sudden what we were going to do. And we started vetting other mortgage companies and we found Nations Lending. And Nations Lending has a great culture. They're great people. And we brought our team there. And the best thing about it besides that gut check and what that felt like is that every single member of our team stuck with us through it all. And what we did in return was we made sure every single person was paid the money that they were owed that was on our team. And my leadership team took minimum wage for six months to get the build the business back up and running and make sure everybody was paid. And um, it was a teamwork effort, but that gut moment, man, I mean, I will never, ever, ever. And I say it's my fault, by the way, Wally, because one, I didn't focus on culture the whole time and stay on top of it. And I should have been better with um, being more detail-oriented, checking the books, staying on top of things, questioning things, and um, – making sure the culture, most importantly, the culture stayed where it should have been. Because when the culture is right in a company or a family or what have you, when there's decisions to be made, people decide to choose the team rather than themselves first. 
they make the right decisions instead of the wrong decisions. And, you know, that, that moment there created an opportunity for me to, to, for me in my mind, I hit rock bottom, not health wise, don't get me wrong, but, but business wise. And to, it, it basically set a, a, a turning point or a mark, marked point in my history where I thought to myself, I'll never go back there again. I'm going to do whatever I got to do to get out of that and never be in that position again. And that vulnerability feeling, never again. So what we've done now is the next company we went to, we established a culture and we told people, listen, this is the culture we're going to go with. Not everybody's going to stay with us. Some people we're going to leave behind and they're going to have to go somewhere else and that's okay. But we're going to establish something that's going to be solid and as a team. And by the way, guys, I said this to my team. I will do this with or without you. This is going to be something that I'm going to do by myself if I have to and I'll add people as I go or we're going to do it with the people that buy in. And then that's a thing called rooftop leadership that I learned from a guy named Scott Mann who was a uh, Green Beret in Afghanistan fighting the Taliban. So um, I get into that in one of my podcasts, uh, the What He Made Up podcast. But that was an aha moment and that really stuck with me. And and now I look back on it as a training session. Like I trained on that. Now for my future, there's nothing that could stop me because I feel like I'm, uh, I've am i been through with that part of it and I learned from it. And the next time this rebound, this comeback story is going to be fantastic. I keep telling my team, the comeback is going to be fantastic. We're going to bury that other company. Not not bad or anything like that, but I'm talking about volume-wise. We're going to produce out, way out produce that whole company and we're going to show them. So that was just another trigger point in my life that, that lit a fire. There's so much to unfold there, man. I mean, I'm not even going to try to get into all of it. But the bottom line is that says so much about you and your character. But there are so many learning points that, one, we don't know it all. And we go into certain, you know, scenarios and instances and business and life not knowing it all. But you went in anyway and you recognized your faults. You recognized the problems and you self-corrected. And your team came with you. That says so much about you as a as a man, as a leader, and as a person. And just freaking absolutely amazing, man. I love it. On a global scale, though, you know, when you think about what I really liked about what you said was how you came through and made sure that your employees were being taken care of. This is one of the many reasons why I decided to start this abundance journey and have these conversations on men of abundance was around business, around this whole idea that, you know, what you see of businessmen in the movies is Ebenezer Scrooge or, you know, Wall Street and all this kind of junk that, you know, People believe that business owners are just ruthless and only care for themselves. And it is so far from the truth. You just don't hear those stories because they don't sell. Only place you hear those stories are right here on Men of Abundance and other shows like this. Because I lift you guys up, man. That's what happened, by the way. That's what happened with that ownership. That's exactly what had. That was a Scrooge type of situation. Mm -hmm. And... Things, decisions were made that basically took money from people that shouldn't have been taken from. And, you know, I play a lot of golf and we, we have some fun money games and gamble here or there. And if somebody kicks their ball out of the rough or cheats one time, I don't play golf or money with them anymore. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. uh, golfing's a great, you know, <laughs> that's what I've heard so many times. So many people say, look, I don't golf. I just like to take the guys that I'm planning on doing business out to the course yeah. uh, because that's going to show me some character or take them to the restaurant, see how they treat the wait staff. You know, stuff like that. I've heard a lot of interviews go like that. But, you know, that's a, you know, it's interesting you say that that's what happened with the other business. And unfortunately, the movie will be made about the other business owner because it's more dramatic and it's, it's more movie worthy and people will resonate with that and they will think that's what business is all about. And it's so far from the truth. There are, for every one that's like that, there's a hundred that are like you. Yeah, you know, and um, we're in a people building business. Like, there are people, like, if I want to grow my company and I want to scale my company, I can't do that by myself. Like, I can do good things, Wally, but I cannot do extraordinary things by myself. (laughs) So, what happens is when you start adding people, you don't double your output with one going from one to two people. It's an exponential growth, it's a crazy phenomenon. Mm -hmm. One One person produces X, two people produce probably four to five X instead of two X. Mm-hmm. And so I know that. And I also know my people's financial problems and family problems and mental problems are my problems. 
And so we focus on, we, uh, I always say this too, the mortgage business is our vehicle and how we pay our bills and our family and all that, what we use, but we're really in the people building business. Yeah. I focus every day when I wake up in the morning of how can I build people? How can I help people be better? Now, I can't help people that don't want help, but the people that are thriving and are craving, I'm sorry, craving and they want help and they want to be better, but they just don't know how to get there or they need some assistance. That's what we look at and that's what we focus on. And by the way, I'm not going to just keep this inside of our mortgage company. I'm expanding this with the What Are You Made Of movement to a mission of people building for people that want it. So the What Are You Made Of movement is really how you're paying it forward in your community and, and globally at this point. Let's talk a little bit more about that. Where is that going? Where do you see that going? And how is that helping as far as you're concerned? So I have a book that's going to be out international release this summer. And it's called the, it's called What Are You Made Of with Mike C. Rock. And basically, I'm going to tell my story, my 40 years. And I'm going to go through events that I went through and lessons that I learned. So, And I'm going to show people how to do that for themselves. So by the way, I have a, uh, a free blueprint of that. Um, basically, anybody can download it for free. It's at waymocrew.com forward slash blueprint. If you go there, if your listeners go there, they can download a free copy. And basically, I lay it out of how I do it and what I use to basically thrive off of what I've been through in my life and le- learn lessons from it and share with other people. So that's the first thing. Second thing is I'm going to create a, an organization – that develops leaders, communication skills, relationship skills, helps with mindset, business, and sales. And I'm going to put all this together, and we're going to have obviously a lot of free value that's offered, but we're also going to have programs that we're going to offer people if they want to invest in themselves to better themselves. And so this is an idea that I came up with over the last year, and it's so much needed. It's a big problem. And the mortgage business, again, is a vehicle that we use and we like doing the mortgages, but it's just not enough for me. Like I feel like I'm uh, uh, – basically, I, I have so much more inside of me to offer the world and I, and I just can't cage it up anymore because when you cage something like that up – and for your listeners, if you're ever feeling anxious or depressed or you're just not feeling right or you're in a rut, you should sit down, take some time to sit down and write down what you think you're capable of or what you want to accomplish in, in a perfect world, if you could have everything you wanted, what are three things that you would want to happen? Because what's happening most of the time, obviously there's some chemical problems in people's brains. They may need some medical assistance with that. Most of the time though, Wally, it's people don't have hope or excitement and they, they're, they're stuck inside somewhere in a cage, not being released to their full potential. Yeah, absolutely. I have these conversations on a regular. I mean, you've got folks that's been abused by their parents or you know whoever brought them up or you know siblings and you name it and they've never been told you know you have what it takes you can do this that or the other they've never been told anything like that it's it's it blows my mind how many people that are out there like that and you were talking earlier about you know telling your story so many people are afraid to tell their story because of what others might think they think well they nobody can relate to my story well you know probably won't fully understand it because that's your story and you went through that in, in your time and whatever, but others can relate. There are other stories out there similar to yours, uh, and you telling one person can definitely help somebody else without a doubt. So, brother, we are at the point where we're going to pay it forward. You ready to do that? Yeah, let's do it. Excellent. Share one to three actionable steps that men of abundance can take today. To pay it forward, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, so my thing is is that I always come from a, an angle of how I can help people. And again, they have to want help. So look for someone to help. Look for someone to offer a helping hand. It doesn't have to be monetary. But what I always do anytime I'm out in public, I do it at home too through social media, but when I'm at, in public, I'm always looking for someone that I can help. That's Whether it's just holding the door for someone, smiling at someone, saying hello to someone, how are you doing, looking them in the eyes, or – just, just being observant of that. So that's the first and foremost. I, I, I offering assistance or help, um, paying it forward. Another way you can do it is being dedicated to yourself for success, and understanding that you, you, it's not really an option to be successful because what happens is success is not about making money and stashing money in the bank account. Success is being able to take care of and help other people. So. Really wrapping your mind around that it's not an option to go out and be successful at whatever you do. It's not an option to sit on the couch and 
watch Netflix and chill. Now, sometimes there's a time for that. You can set aside time for that. But people take advantage of that and really focusing on the fact of how can I be successful and contribute to society, bring money in to take care of my family and be able to help more people. So that's the second thing I would tell tell everyone. And the third thing is in order to do all this, you have to sell yourself on the idea. So we do some crazy things. Um, I, I have coaches out the wazoo. <laughs> I have tons of coaches and mentors. And one in particular has us writing our goals down every single day and night, and, and we're religious with it. We, we stick to ingraining in our brain, paper to pen, getting the neurons firing in our brain, writing down and reselling ourselves on what we're focused on and what we're trying to accomplish every single day, twice a day. And it sounds crazy, but we're really sold on getting crazy results, Wally. And so in order to do crazy things, you either have to get really lucky or you have to commit and do crazy things. And so that's that's the three things that I would recommend. No, I appreciate that, man. And, you know, the crazy things, if you study anybody who is successful in whatever area of life that you want to be in, look at, look at their daily habits. That will give you an indication. Compare them with – that's the only time I'll tell you to compare somebody else's life or habits with your own is when you want to – and be careful who you want to be like because not everybody <laughs> has the exact same life that you think you might want. Um, perfect examples are maybe, you know, in our current, our recent past, Robin Williams and maybe, um, Anthony Bourdain. I always wanted to be like, man, I wish I could travel the world and eat food and meet all these amazing people. But, but I didn't know that man's, I didn't know what was going on in that man's life. So obviously there was more going on than I, that I want, was willing to bargain for. Yeah, you no know? doubt. Robin Williams is another example. Yeah. Perfect example. Exactly. Well. So what do you, what, speaking of that, what, what other rituals make the biggest impact in your life? Uh, well, writing my goals down every day is, is far beyond the most important thing. And then I believe, obviously, we did a gratitude exercise here. And my team always opens up every meeting with a gratitude exercise where we'll name one member of our team and we'll say one thing that they did the week before that was you know, above and beyond or something that we appreciate. So gratitude is important as well. But the other thing I, I really I – really, it's a really important thing to me is reading. Now – after my dad gave up on me, I was lucky and fortunate enough to have a stepdad that took me in as his son. He was hard as I don't know what on me. And I didn't always see eye to eye with him, but I'm so thankful that he was in my life. And one thing he always told me is that you have to read. Did you read today? You got to read. If you And then I would say when I was younger, I, I don't know the words in this book and I don't understand them. Then he said, okay, well, how do you fix that problem? I'd say I wouldn't – I just don't read. <laughs> but he would say, get the dictionary out. Look up words. So reading has been such a, a, a powerful thing in my life, and a lot of people don't read because they get overwhelmed by the pages of books. And what I would say to that is I have a ritual that I read 10 pages in the morning and 10 pages at night. And if you want to start with five pages in the morning and five pages at night, that's fine. But I can tell you that if you do 10 and 10, that's 20 pages a day times 30, that's 360 pages no, no, 600 pages. I'm sorry, 600 pages. And when you have 600 pages, you're getting in two to three books a month. Mm. And it's that easy. And I like doing 10 to pages at a time because I can absorb the content better and I'm not just breezing through. By the way, I'm not also, I'm also not talking about fiction books. I'm talking about nonfiction books, the things that can help you. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I think you mentioned one question before about, you know, who, what should people be listening to? What should be people be reading? And it goes to that first question you asked me earlier too. I, I have mentors and I have coaches. And people say, well, how do you pick a mentor? My thing is very simple on mentors. Who has what you want and who's doing what you want? And then go find them and learn from them. Mm-hmm. You don't have to meet them. You don't have to talk to them. Find their books. Find their content. Videos on YouTube. Find that. If they don't have that, find them and introduce yourself to them. Let them know you want to learn from them. Because that's the fastest way – to get to where you want to be. And sometimes it costs money, Wally. And that's okay. And it's going to cost time. That's okay. You have to invest in those things because if you don't do that and you don't find a mentor or coach, what happens is that after the fact is you're going to test things yourself. You're going to experiment with things yourself. You're going to trial and error things yourself. And that costs a lot more money and time than finding a mentor or a book to read. So Absolutely, That's, man. Those are my feelings on that. No, I totally, I totally agree, man. Mistakes have to be made, but they don't have to be your mistakes. <laughs> you can right learn on. from somebody else's mistakes, man. Um, and the more that you have that person in your 
in your ears through YouTube, podcasts, audiobooks, you name it. You start thinking like them. You start using their lingo. You start saying the things to yourself that they say to themselves because you're talking to yourself anyway. So you might as well be saying something to yourself that's positive, that's getting you towards where you want to be. And speaking of, you know, you're talking about reading and listening. What specifically are you reading or listening to today? Well, the uh, the 10X Rule by Grant Cardone is one of my favorite books. I read that all the time. I don't that's just read it one. once. I read it over and over again. And another one that's a really dense book, and I mean dense, is just, there's so much content to think about in it that I have to read it slowly. It's called Beyond Positive Thinking by Dr. Robert Anthony. That book right there has changed my life. It's all about the brain, how the brain works, and how to operate and how to change things uh, for, for however you want it to be. And literally, I think it's um, – I don't know how many pages. It's like 150 pages. It's not, it's not a big book. But it's so so heavy and deep, but it's awesome. It's easy to read, but it's just so much content that you have to really sit back, take five pages at a time and absorb it. And uh, that's those are the two really that that are my favorites right now. Yeah, no, I have um, 10x rule on audio and on hard copy, and that's what I do. I'll get it on audio, and then most books that there's like, oh, this is stuff I just have to keep as a reference, so I can just jot jot in it, throw some you know sticky notes in it, and write in it, and all kinds of stuff. So I'll do that. I'll get the audio. Then if it's great enough, and I want it, like anything Grant Cardone, pretty much, and Tony Robbins, and uh, Peter Diamandis, all that kind of stuff. I'm always getting their hard copy book so I can make notes in there and reference it constantly. Yeah, and so. as, far, as far as listening goes, I you know there's obviously the, those fellas that you can listen to podcasts of. I started a podcast in November, and my podcast called What Are You Made Of? I've been focused on. I told my story five episodes monologue style. Then I'm bringing guests on now, Wally, that I think can provide content that can change people's lives, mm-hmm. and so. Obviously, I would recommend listening to the What Are You Made Of podcast, but also Wally Carmichael's podcast, Men of Abundance. Yes, absolutely. Plug, <laughs> plug, <clears throat> stomp, to- foot stomp. Yeah, 100% for sure. And I have not had the pleasure of listening to your show yet, but it d- will definitely be one I put on to my uh, podcast player right after this because uh, it's right up my alley and I dig it, man. So, well, Thank you. And, and by the way, it's not for – and I, I want to plug mm-hmm. – it's not plug-in for business purposes. Guys, I really care mm-hmm. about people, and I'm, I'm taking a lot of action and tension and putting thought into this podcast for people to better themselves. And and I want to build people. I want to connect with people from this. So when I say that, I really mean it. I didn't have – I don't know if I'm allowed. I didn't uh, cut corners. <laughs> I didn't cut corners <laughs> in regards to, the, to my podcast. I really worked hard on putting great content out and – I just want to share that make sure that everybody knows it's not just a self-plug. Absolutely. No, I appreciate that, man. So what do you feel holds most people back from living a life of true abundance? If you ask people what they truly want in life, and let's say I, I mentioned this already, but if you really think about it, in a perfect world, if you could have everything you wanted, everything, and every, there was no no answer, or no answer, it was all, yes, you can have that, what would it be? And when you ask people that question, Somewhere between 90 to 99% of people do not know. Mm-hmm. And I've been there before. So that's how I can recognize that and identify that. But that's the problem right there. If people would take some time, sit down, and write down in a perfect world what they would want, and it would happen, what would it be? And then take the limits out of their brain and then go after it. And that's the problem. The reason people don't do it is because they have limitations in their mind, they have ceilings, and they don't think that they can accomplish these things. When actuality, who would have ever thought that we would have a cell phone that you could actually video call someone? Who would have ever thought that we could have these big, big metal airplanes that fly across the sky back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. And if you notice something, and I, I was thinking about this the other day, I was watching the Jetsons. You remember that cartoon? Oh, yeah. One of my favorite. There's things in the Jetsons that we didn't have at that time. Complete right? fiction. Complete fiction, but it, it was fiction that it's not real right now. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that it's not real later on. And so what people have to wrap their minds around is just because something's not going on now or you didn't accomplish something right now or nobody else has ever accomplished this doesn't mean that it can't happen. And so my thing is really take the, all those limitations out and write down your fantasies and then go after them. 
And if you don't accomplish the exact fantasy that you wrote down, but you come darn close, that's pretty good. <laughs> that is. So that, that I mean, that's, consider that's why I think you, you bring happened. that up like they were, you know, lasers in that movie, and then you know, well, what was it? Um, Buck Rogers of the 21st century, and they were shooting lasers and all this type of stuff. Like that's just crazy back in the 80s. But now you can't go anywhere during the day outside, even in your house, in some cases, without being exposed to a laser of some sort when you go get groceries. You got yep. a laser. They, you know, they're doing surgery with lasers these days. It's, it's crazy. Warfare not only with lasers, lasers, but not only lasers. Buck Rogers was one of my favorite shows, and they had a watch that you could have somebody's face on the watch mm, and talk it to imagine them. Imagine right? that. Okay, so <laughs> so again, these are all examples that people need to start observing and opening their eyes and being aware of, so that they can bring it back to their own minds and understand that they can they can accomplish whatever they set their mind to. That's a that's a cliche, but it's true. You know, you started this right here with with asking people what they want, and most people have a hard time telling you what they want. But if you ask them to make a list of what they don't want, that list will take up two pages in like a couple minutes. Yep. They're quick and, and to know what they don't want. So they're operating out of fear, right? Mm-hmm. And scarcity. And so that's the opposite of abundance. 100%. So I think that's just a mindset shift. That you got to start shifting into an abundance mindset and stop being scared. Because guess what? Most of the stuff that we worry about and are scared about never happens, right? We've heard mm-hmm. that before. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. So stop. Now, I'm human. By the way, Wally, I know this stuff and I speak this stuff. And if anything I ever say about anybody else, I'm really talking about myself because I've dealt with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm fighting the, the same fight everyone else does. So just because – another point I want to make. Just because someone like myself that's in the personal development field wants to help people and is preaching to people on how to do different things doesn't mean that I'm perfect. And a lot of people will stop listening to someone like myself because they think, well, what right does he have to share this information? He's not perfect, right? And they get in their own way, and they're missing the point. The point is to take the content and all of us together strive to make ourselves better mm-hmm. because we're all human and there's no perfect human being on the planet. So that's very important because a lot of people push away. For example, religion. A lot of people don't go to church because they think it's filled with hypocrites. Mm-hmm. But there, but the thing is, everybody's a hypocrite to some extent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Man. You know, so so what does being a man of abundance mean to you? Knowing what you want, operating out of a non-fear mindset, and going after it every single day, and tr- just trying to be great and understanding that it's not an o- option for you. It's it's an obligation for you to go out and do it, and if you're not, you're letting people down. That's that's what I think of. Excellent, man. We are going to have your website, themikecrock.com. That's C-R-O-C, themikecrock.com, linked up in the show notes and the other, any other websites and any other books and anything we talked about. We're going to have all that linked up in the show notes, guys. So don't worry about writing all that kind of stuff down. But, man, before I let you go, what did we not talk about today that you want to ensure that our abundant leaders get out of our conversation? And how else can we get more of you? All right. So I have an Instagram account, at Mikey C-Rock, M-I-K-E-Y-C-R-O-C, no K, Mikey C-Rock. And I want to engage with everybody there. But not only that, I've, I'm starting already. Tonight's the first night of the Waymo crew. And I know you guys don't have videos, so you can't see my hat. But the Waymo crew is a coaching, a private coaching group that I've started. And it's for business people and salespeople to get way more out of life. I added an R-E at the end of Waymo, which stands for what are you made of? And I have a way more method, which we use in our business, to maximize results and to get rid of things that you don't like doing in your business. So that you know, we, we focus on some things there, and we also also obviously focus on mindset. But that way more crew, way more crew, sorry, is starting tonight. It's a six week program. I'm going to continue to do those, and then each year we're going to have an event, the Waymo Crew event, where we're gonna, it's going to be a live event. We're going to have fun, get together. And have some speakers and, and uh, just just create a community of way more, create going after way more than we're we're, we're doing now. And uh, so anyway, you can reach me on Instagram, on the website that Wally mentioned. And if you want more information, I'd love to engage with you. Absolutely love it, man. Hey, listen, guys, take a screenshot of your. Uh podcast player on your phone right now and share this out hashtag moa for men of abundance and hashtag waymo w-a-y-m-o hashtag that and just share it all over the place man tell them that tell everybody that you were listening to this conversation 
I'll tell you, Zirak, great conversation, man. Absolutely loved it. I greatly appreciate your wisdom and, you know, just the wisdom bombs that you dropped. And go out and live your life of abundance, brother. Keep paying it forward. You are making a hell of a difference, man. Thank you, Wally. Thanks for having me, man. It's an honor. Absolutely. All right, guys. So your action step for this week is just that. Just take action. Whatever it is that you're working on, whatever it is that you've wanted to do, I highly encourage you to take action. If you're having a hard time with that, you know what most people need, the main reason why most people hire a fitness coach or a business coach or any kind of coach or mentor is quite simply because they recognize that they need the accountability. Most people know how to get fit and healthy. Eat better, move more, drink more water. That's it. That's all you need to do. So why is the fitness industry a multi-billion dollar business, maybe maybe even a trillion dollar industry? Because most of these things need some sort of accountability. Most people need that. It's the same in business. Most of the, well, it's a little bit different in business because most business owners don't know basic business strategies and advanced business strategies for that matter. So they do need the consulting But even when they do know what they need to do and they read all the books, they still don't do it. They just pick up another book and then pick up another book. And then they get more and more frustrated because they're getting conflicting information, all which works at various levels for various people. But none of it makes a bit of difference unless you have accountability and somebody there who are who's basically literally in some cases holding your hand and showing you, guiding you which way to go, where to go, how to do what you need to do, and then pushing you along and holding you accountable to the task that you said you're going to do. So take action. But if you're having a hard time taking action, find a coach or mentor or somebody that will push you along. Because whatever it is that you do or whatever it is that you want to do, the world needs it. And you know it. So get it out there. Now, go out, live your life of abundance, and make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.